1: Say hello to Princeton. How about Furman? Well, it's just beginning. That's why they call it the madness of March. Happy Friday! St. Patty's Day, March 17th, the year 2023. Hope you're doing great. The weather has turned a little nasty, getting colder. It's been rainy, kind of miserable. But boy, sure enjoyed watching hoops all day long yesterday. We have recapped that. We got a very, very, very busy show planned for you. So let's not waste any time. My main man, James Mesh, back in the producer's chair inside the evco development studios evco development is a civil construction company that specializes in multi-family construction he's spinning the tunes pushing all the buttons he's on the campus of delta media which houses klwb which is 1037 lafayette we're also on klcj 1041 in lake charles streaming around the world 1037 thegamecom 1041 the game.com and if you're in the acadiana area you can turn your television set on because we're also simulcast on stadium 32.3 and 133 on lus fiber
0: did you miss the headlines of the day not to worry the blonde bomber has you covered here is holtberg's headlines
1: now the raging Cajuns, ooh, a tough first half against Tennessee, down thirty to nineteen. 0 for six from downtown, they only made thirty percent of their field goals. Tennessee upped the lead to as many as eighteen with about eleven minutes and fifty seconds to go, and then the Cajuns caught on fire. Kobe Julian went on a personal. Uh, 11-0 run. The Cajuns went on a 13-0 run with three threes, cut Tennessee's lead to 48-43 with 7.26 left. They fought back. They fought hard, but they could never get over the hump. And the fourth-seeded volunteers held on for a 58-55 win in the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida after the ballgame, a very, Obviously, disappointed Bob Marlin on the loss to Tennessee.
2: Tennessee is very physical. And in the first half, we were right where we needed to be. We missed a couple of shots we normally make. Terrence Lewis, and they blocked some shots, too. They did a really good job there. I believe the score is 19 apiece. And then we let them go on an 11-0 run in the half. So, our guys were very frustrated at halftime. And we had to pick them up a little bit. We didn't make a three in the first half. Uh, we've got two really good three-point shooters in Garnett and Williams. And uh, they didn't make any tonight. But came out the second half. We fought. We, we were down. I don't even know how many we were down with 13 or 10 to go. But I know with five to go, it was a two-possession game. And I was really proud of our guys for coming back, making some shots. And these two guys sitting here beside me Really happy for them, and I'm glad that they play tonight on a big stage because they're they're that, that kind of player.
1: Our Tennessee improved the ten and one all time against the Cajuns. Jordan Brown, um, seven of twelve shooting, for a total of sixteen points against the uh, the tall timber of Tennessee. Jordan Brown, after the game, talking about the Vols defensively.
0: I think they're just a physical team, you know. I'm, uh, and they play hard and they had a lot of people to uh, throw and uh, but we still fought we fought out as a battle the whole game uh, all the way to the end so I'm proud of all, all of our guys
1: Rick Barnes a veteran of NCAA tournament play he hasn't always been successful but he held on now his volunteers take on maybe the hottest team in the tournament in the duke blue devils here's the veteran coach thoughts on the raging cajuns and the 40-minute ball game
2: well really pretty much what we expected Uh, i've known bob marlin for a long time he's got a team that he's done a great job putting together a really terrific uh, offensive team that uh, very disciplined they know exactly what they're looking for what they want to get each time down the floor Defensively, his teams have always done a really good job of pressure, and certainly tonight they were playing personnel, uh, which we've seen that really much, pretty much all year. But uh, it was the kind of game we expected. Uh, we knew it was going to be a hard-fought game, and kind of how we've done it many different times this year. We've relied on our defense to get it done for us and uh, found a way to score enough points. First half, turned it over way too many uh, uncharacteristic unchar- ways. but. Uh, really good win proud of our players but uh again i I could just rave about uh, bob and his team because those guys played their hearts out
1: uh they certainly did unfortunately you lose at this time of the year and your season is over but quite quite a run for the cajuns who ended up 26 and 8 overall Mm. and then the tournament resumes as as we as we speak. Um meanwhile, let's get right to it. Our guest list today. The LSU women will start their NCAA tournament run at around 4:30 this afternoon. Patrick Wright, the voice of the LSU Lady Tigers will join us. LSU's number 1 ranked baseball team is in College Station, Texas for a three-game set against the Aggies. Bill Franquez will join us from College Station. We you heard in the two-minute drill some more wheeling and dealing by the New Orleans Saints. Larry Holder of the Athletic will get us up to speed on that. That's just our number one. And our number two, George Faust from KLFY. More on the Cajun season. And are they going to play baseball at the Teague? Well, we'll find out about that. Then George Becknell, James Mesh, and I will talk about the tournament. We'll talk about the Pelicans or the Smelicans and much, 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 much more. So without further ado, let's take our first time out. We're heading to Pete's Palace for a preview. Of the Rainbows and the LSU Lady Tigers. Next.
0: This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
1: It's crawfish time in the game. 1037 Lafayette, and 1041 Lake Charles is giving you a chance to win everything you need to throw the ultimate crawfish boil party. It's the game's ultimate crawfish boil giveaway cooked up by St. Landry lumber Cody's crawfish and iron horse sales and service. Go register in the game rewards club at 1037, thegamecom to score a $500 visa gift card, a boiling pot burner paddle, ice chest tumblers and chairs and two giant sacks of live crawfish. Plus we're throwing in a pair of Astros tickets our now it's the ultimate crawfish boil giveaway cooked up by saint landry lumber cody's crawfish iron horse sales and service and the game
0: tune in every weekday at 8 15 a.m and 3 15 p.m for the lsu sports update presented by tibbs trailers here on the game 1037 lafayette and 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana's sports station
1: While the men have taken center stage in the NCAA tournament, the women are involved as well, and LSU, as a number three seed in the tournament, will open up play inside the Pete Maravich Assembly Center at roughly four thirty this afternoon as they take on fourteenth seeded Hawaii. Hawaii is uh, is a team that won the Big West Championship game against UC Santa Barbara on a three point play uh, with about three point four seconds to go. So you cannot you cannot take a team lightly in any way shape or form their veteran coach is laura beeman who's making her third ncaa tournament appearance in her 11th season meanwhile kim mulkey and company this is just something that something that they do and do on a regular basis whether she's at baylor or now here at lsu um They're led by Lily Wahinekapu, who's averaging 12.6 points a game as the point guard that makes the team go. We're still efforting to get Patrick right. He must be tied up inside the arena, uh, but we will continue to try and get him. If we can't get him, we we just won't get him. It's it's all there is to it. But this is certainly look when you talk about this LSU women's basketball team, um, you know what you're going to get from Angel Reese. I'm I'm surprised more teams don't try to take her out of what she does. But she's very, very uh, athletic, very fluid. She's hard to put a body on and she goes and gets rebounds and, and puts them back in for this women's basketball team at LSU to be successful this year. They are going to have to shoot the ball. Well, from the perimeter, I expect teams to zone them and if they can figure out a way to get consistent outside shooting, then teams have to come out that opens up things inside the paint for for LSU. Let's go inside the PMAC where Patrick Wright, the voice of the LSU Laddie Tigers, is kind enough to join us on a very, very busy day. How's the tournament so far, big guy?
3: Well, George, sorry I missed your call earlier, and this this is a true story. I was sitting at press table. The UNLV band was cranking out Viva Las Vegas, and I didn't hear the call. So uh, it's festive here, not to say the
1: least. Very good. All right. Tell me tell me what you know and what Kim Mulkey has to say about Hawaii.
3: Well, they're uh you know, they're one of those teams that in the last 2 years they've been the number 3 seed in the Big West tournament and they've managed to win the tournament. Yeah. Um they were young last year, they're a little bit older this year but still a group full of uh, they've got a couple of senior contributors, but they've got a couple um of sophomores and freshmen and a couple transfers, but they've got a coach uh, who's been at it for about 25 years and uh She's you know has been at Hawaii for I think twelve now and uh, just kind of doing what they do they they play well in their league and then they try to win the tournament and get in the big dance you know last year they did play in the first round of the tournament got beat by forty so um, as the the same seed as a matter of fact so that's uh, what, what LSU is going to shoot for today. Um, I honestly don't think this is going to be quite the the match that we had with Jackson State last year. That was one of those kind of sneaky, good teams that Uh uh, was probably even better than a 14 seed, but because they're in the slack, they didn't really, you know, you don't get a whole lot of respect because of your schedule. Um, Right. So so I think, but this is a team I I don't, I think they're good enough, they're talented enough to to win their conference, but I just don't think they've got anything that can match up with an Angel Reese and an Alexis Morris.
1: I'm with you. LSU favored by about 32, I think, yeah. was the last line in this thing. So that's crazy. The goal, obviously, is to win one game at a time. But I know they want to get out of Baton Rouge and head to Greenville. That That is kind of the immediate goal. Win one, then you play the winner of Vegas and Michigan. Uh, and hopefully you get that one, which would surpass what they did a year ago when a very, very good Ohio State team came in here and beat LSU.
3: Yeah, and but the good thing, I think, is the LSU is much better equipped this year. You know, last year, I mean, as, as great of a story that was last year, and it is, we'll be telling the story of last year's team for a long time, yeah. uh, it, it was still a team that had some limitations, and with Alexis Morris Hurt going into the tournament, it was pretty much Kayla Pointer, and and that was it. That was um, it, they yeah. didn't really They didn't really get a whole lot else. So this year, you got Morris, then you've got an Angel Reese and a Ladesa Williams and the other pieces. So uh, LAL, she was in much better shape this year uh, to compete and win a couple of games.
1: Well, we talk all the time about Angel Reese, but you mentioned LaDaisa Williams. And, boy, when she has a good game, that that's a dynamic duo. They're tough to beat.
3: Yeah, and, you know, uh, what we saw... As as we often see with senior players, uh, Ladeja Williams stepped up her game the last couple weeks. You know, a lot of Mm times, and coaches talk about this all the time how they can, those seniors, those last few games, they can kind of kind of see the end coming, and and they really step it up. And um, she's all season long; she's been one of those glue type players who does all the things that coaches like that fans don't really notice. But lately, she's been her offensive game has been outstanding. Um, she's made a lot of good moves down in the post to get herself some scores. And you know, Angel may and maybe not today, but in days to come in this tournament is going to need some help. She's not going to be able to carry the thing by herself. Or even she and Alexis uh, Williams' points in the paint um, give this team a big dynamic that you almost have to have if you're going to make a deep run.
1: Kim Mulkey reminds me, she is the female version of Tom Izzo, in my opinion, when it comes to the NCAA tournament. She's always in it. Teams fear her because they understand what a what an outstanding coach she is. She'll win one or two, or you know, she'll win every now and then, but she's gonna make a run. Um, just having her on the sideline that do you sense this this team comes into tournament play with a heck of a lot of confidence?
3: Oh, I, I think so. I mean, even again, looking back at last year's team that just didn't quite have the talent that this year's team has yeah. to get them into a tournament and win a game, I think was just that remarkable. And even though not many of those kids are left, basically Alexis Morris is the only one that's left. But I think the kids who are here have seen it for themselves as the year has gone by. And again, tournament plays a little different animal, of course, but mm-hmm. but but coach has helped them to a couple of victories this year that they may not have gotten. You know, Arkansas game or Arkansas just lights out and and they yeah. figure out a way to win you know down nine against georgia with eight minutes to go they figured out a way to win coaching's got to be a big part of that uh, you know as, as you look back yeah. And i think the kids understand that and they know hey if we get in a little bit of a bind coach is going to figure out a way to get us out of it
1: packed house expected
3: what's that A
1: packed house expected? It's
3: a 4.30. uh, Still got a a few tickets left for today. The weather here in Baton Rouge is really bad, so I don't think we're going to have a great walk-up. But I can promise you this. If LSU wins today, whatever time they tell them to come Sunday, this place will be packed (laughs) and then some.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, no question about it. All right, your game prep is all in the book. It's just time to show up. I, I don't think LSU, if they just come out and play their game, this thing is over with at halftime, in my opinion. Uh, you get to play a lot of kids. You rest up a little bit, and you get ready for the next one. Um, I, I just I don't think this one's going to be much of a problem for you today. So sit back and well, relax and I will, and enjoy I will say
3: this, Jordy, though, with the problem that LSU has had at time to time closing teams out most notably yeah. losing a 17 point lead to Tennessee. Yeah. I think foot foot's going to be on the pedal this entire game. I don't think a 20 point lead is going to be enough. I don't think a 30 point lead is going to be enough. I think yeah. I think you're going like to see it. full force ahead for 40 minutes today.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. All right, Patrick, I know you're busy, buddy. Thank you so much <laughs> for your time, man. You have a great call of the game and uh and we'll see you on Sunday. So have fun. Let's,
3: and then let's talk in Greenville next week
1: don't worry about that that's a guarantee guarantee thank you my friend all righty Jordy. all right buddy you take care that's patrick wright lsu versus hawaii 4 30 this afternoon favored by i don't know 23 or so uh, 30 32 rather it will not be a problem uh but there'll be stiffer competition to come but the goal obviously win this one get the next one and get out of baton Rouge. That would be one more win than they had a year ago, and they certainly have their sights set on some bigger prizes down the road. I will right, we'll take a timeout while the women are in Baton Rouge. LSU men's baseball team is in College Station, Texas. We'll have a live report with Bill Franquez
0: next. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
1: Brought to you each and every day by ShopRite, tobacco plus discount outlets. If you can't ShopRite at ShopRite and you just can't ShopRite at all, they're in your neighborhood. Ducks, cleaning America's air from the inside out. Eon, the premier touchless robotic laser body contouring device that helps you lose those unwanted inches along with permanent fat reduction. Eon, located in Lafayette, Baton Rouge, and Mandeville. The Louisiana Lottery, so many games but you can't win until you start playing by DC's Little Capital Exxon with their true soul food deli tucked away in the corner, home of the best cheeseburger you've ever tasted. And by Cajun Chef. Oh, it's St. Patty's Day weekend, parades, frolicking, crawfish. Turn up the taste with Cajun Chef hot sauce. We shipped. We shift from the basketball world to college baseball tonight at six o'clock. LSU will begin their SEC 30 game gauntlet as they take on the Texas A&M Aggies in Bryan College Station, where you'll hear the... Melodious tones of one Bill Frankez, the voice of Alec Box Stadium, Skip Berkmanfield Field, a longtime LSU SID for baseball, and on the road he does radio as well. So William, thanks for the time. I guess the big question: the weather's terrible here. How's the weather
4: in Texas? You know, Jordy, it's not terrible. It's uh, very windy. Uh, the sun is actually out right now, though it's supposed nice. to be overcast for most of this weekend. But we're looking at temperatures, highs maybe in the mid-50s, lows in the upper 40s. And it looks like yep. it's going to be that way the whole weekend. But I think, yeah, I think the biggest issue right now is the wind. And, and I believe, if I recall, uh, that this time of the year, the wind's going to be blowing in at uh, Blue Bell Park. So that could cause some issues for, for both clubs offensively and certainly mm-hmm. would benefit the, the, the pitchers. But, uh, yeah, it's not terrible. It's, it's going to be chilly and uh, very windy. But I think, uh, you know, the games are fine as far as uh, being played. No no rain issues at all. Okay. It does appear, although it's just overcast the whole weekend.
1: Gotcha. You mentioned the wind might be blowing in, which might benefit the pictures. Um Jake Johnson announced his starting rotation. Paul Skeens tonight, Ty Floyd on Saturday, and Thatcher Hurt on yep. Sunday. I, I know it's early. They are combined 9-0, and oh, and they're just getting ready for conference play. But it's been a long time, I think, since LSU's had three arms <laughs> like this on the weekend.
4: Oh, you're, Man, you're right, Jordy. Hey, the, the last time I remember, it seems like we had an established weekend rotation was back in 2017, which of course is the last time LSU went to the College World Series. Yeah. You may remember that we had uh, Alex Lang uh, in Game One, uh, Jared Poche in Game Two, and Eric Walker in Game Three. who was only a freshman back then, but those mm-hmm. guys really uh, were consistent in their starts uh, over the course of the, the SEC schedule and in, into the postseason. So, yeah, I'd say it's been a while—at uh, least like six years—since uh, we've had an established rotation, and I would I would expect it to remain that way the the entire year. And uh, yeah, those guys have been phenomenal. Of course, uh, Paul uh, leads the nation in strikeouts, 48 strikeouts so far in his four appearances, an average of 12 per outing. Uh, Ty Floyd has also been tremendous. He's really taken a huge jump uh, from last season. And then Thatcher hurt. We know of his potential uh, transfer from UCLA, but hurt most of last season. Uh, He started to show, Uh, signs of what he could do in that game at Texas. And and, then we're looking forward to see how he can respond to the SEC this weekend.
1: Do you, do everybody thought that that first impression against Southern universe, was that just nerves on his part? Was it what, what do you think? He's been terrific.
4: Yeah, that's a good point. uh, Jordy, you know, I'll give credit to Southern and and Jace mentioned this also, that uh, they really had a great approach uh, to To Thatcher, I mean, they shortened their swings. They went the other way and and they had a lot of success against him. But uh, mm-hmm. since that initial out against Southern, he's been in lights out. Uh, he He had a little bit of a tough time early in that Texas game on the road, of course, in front of a sellout crowd. But once he got past the first inning, he was fantastic. and, and yeah. obviously it was a huge reason why LSU won the game, and then he's been dominating in his start since. So, uh hopefully uh, that's the Thatcher Heard we will continue to see because he probably, as far as versatility and and uh, amount of pitches in his arsenal, he's probably LSU's best pitcher in that regard. So he certainly mm-hmm. can be a huge asset.
1: Bill Frank is in college station for the three game set between the Tigers and the Aggies. We know about Dylan Cruz and he's lived up to all the billing. Tommy yeah. White has sleek as a transfer has lived up to all the billing. Uh, Jared Jones has been terrific all year long, but I'm going to tell you what, um, Jay Johnson, not letting Paxton Kling get out of his grasp. That Ooh. might be the best recruiting coup of all time.
4: <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Because, uh, If fans aren't familiar with the story, uh, Paxton Kling, out of Roaring Springs, Springs, Pennsylvania, was recruited by the previous staff. Coach Maneri and recruiting coordinator Nolan Kane had uh, convinced Paxton to to commit to LSU in that summer of 2021. Of course, at that time, we had a coaching change. Coach Maneri retired. Uh, Jay was hired uh, in late June of 2021. And Paxton uh, called Jay, and to his credit, said Coach, listen, I just want to let you know I'm decommitting because of the change in staff. And Jay, <laughs> Jay said he didn't take it very well. Uh, he was he was quite upset about it. And then he sat, thought about it for a while, and then he called Paxton back and said, Listen, I understand, but I'm going to re-recruit you, and I'm going to make sure that you uh, attend LSU. And he did re-recruit him, and uh, thank goodness he did because Paxton did sign with LSU in the fall of 21. Of course, played his high school senior season up in Pennsylvania. And now he's here uh, at LSU. And, man, you, you can just see it, Jordy. I mean, you, you can just – you can tell when, when a player has a special amount of talent. And Paxton certainly does. He's only hitting
1: five ninety three during LSU's 11-game win streak. Yeah. 5.93. Yeah. My goodness. Tell me about <laughs> the Aggies. I know they made it to the College World Series last year. Um what, what what stands out about them? What what has LSU concerned?
4: Yeah, I think their pitching staff is uh, exceptional. You know, Jim Schlossnagel, who's now in his second year at AM, he had a long, uh, very successful career at TCU, brought uh-huh. the Horned Frogs to, to Omaha on several occasions. In fact, even go back to his early days, he was an assistant, Jordy, uh, at Tulane uh, back in the 90s when Rick Jones really had Tulane playing at a high level. Yep. So. Yeah, uh, our, our our memory of Schlossing goes back and even back to his Tulane days, but he became the head coach at TCU, made TCU a, a, a real elite force in college baseball, and now he's in year two at A&M. Last year they did go to Omaha; uh, they beat LSU two out of three in Baton Rouge last year in the opening weekend of SEC play, just like this one is. And I think the pitching staff seems to be their strength right now. Uh, ERA of three point three five, which is number five in the SEC offensively, not very impressive at all. Uh, 279 batting average uh, overall as a team, which ranks 13th in the SEC. So offensively, they haven't really gotten it together yet. But you may remember uh, last year, it was, it was very similar. A- when a and mm-hmm. came to Baton Rouge last year, they were last in the SEC in batting average. But still, they were excellent on the mound, and they beat LSU two out of three. So I would expect them to be uh, you know obviously playing... Uh, at a, at a high level, facing the number one team in the nation this weekend. Hopefully LSU's uh, pitching will be enough to to keep the Aggie bats at bay.
1: Yeah, it's not often you get to play the number one team in the country. The place will be packed. Jake Johnson says, yeah. I love, quote, I love the talent on our team. I think we match up great with anyone. I love a coach that, yes. that, that, that yeah. says it, is <laughs> not afraid to say it, yeah. and just comes out and puts it all on the table. I love that.
4: Yeah yeah you're but, well, you're right, Jordy. Jay has been extremely open about that. He's very confident in this team and what he can do. He feels as if you know you know one time through the lineup, perhaps uh, the LSU hitters may have issues against the starter, but he feels like once they get the second time in the lineup, that eventually uh, LSU's uh, offensive skills will, will prevail. So uh, he he's expressed a lot of belief in that, and hopefully that will continue this weekend. Uh, Nathan Detmer is their starter tonight, uh, right-hander, a veteran. You know, huge reason why they were in Omaha last year. So mm-hmm. he certainly will, will present a big challenge tonight.
5: All
1: right. Well, stay warm. Uh, I greatly appreciate the time. This is uh, this is when it all really matters. Yeah. Um, it, when you get into the SEC, there's not a weak team in this conference. But I sure no. like uh, the way LSU's looked so far, and that pitching staff has been tremendous. Bill. Um, Enjoy. Uh, have a great call on the radio, and uh, we look forward to talking to you down the road, man. Have fun.
4: That sounds great. Thank you, Jordy, so much. Talk to you soon. And you got it.
1: Bill Franquez, live from College Station, LSU versus Texas A&M tonight. First pitch, six o'clock. Paul Skeen's the right-hander, 4-0 with an 0.75 ERA and 24 innings pitch with a Nation leading 48 strikeouts and only four walks. That's the kind of guy you want on the diamond uh, when you get ready to start a series. Yep. We'll take a quick time out here. We'll come back. Larry Holder of the Athletic Saints wheeling and dealing. Can they deliver to be determined next
0: this is the Jordy Holdberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
1: Here at the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station need your help. Go and subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Game Louisiana. Turn that bell on so you can get notifications when we post our new content and game recaps. Help us get to 1,000 followers. We'd appreciate it at The Game Louisiana on YouTube.
0: Every day is a Chamber of Commerce kind of day when you're listening to the Jordy Holberg Show. This is The Game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Your hall for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros in southwest Louisiana.
1: We're back at 41 minutes after the hour. and We're thrilled to get Larry Holder, the athletic who's deep in the throes of St. Patty's Day. He's wearing his kilt. He's looking good. He's feeling good. But he always cars out a little time for us. Larry, how you holding up, buddy? I'm doing well.
6: Look, it's, uh, like I said, it is certainly uh, St. Patty's Day. It is uh, cold and rainy, but uh, yes. look, we're going to parade through here. So I tr- I'm Actually. trying to find a cold, like a corner nook, <laughs> to, to where it's quiet. Because guess what? People are uh, partaking in all of the uh, the festivities, and uh, I've got to admit, Jordy, I, I may be one of them. I just might be.
1: Uh, well, uh, I, I appreciate we it. We'll, we'll cut it short and sweet so you can have your fun. Um, Jamal Williams, Saints get a running back. How significant is that?
6: Yeah, I think that's a big pickup. Look, he led the touch uh, league in rushing touchdowns last year, uh, and he's someone who can, if you need him to be, be a bell cow type of back. And he's kind of going into the same situation he was in Uh, in his years in Detroit, you know, DeAndre Swift is basically a a Kamara-type guy. Uh, Mm -hmm. But if you need him to do it, he can do it. So I think that's something that the Saints looked at. And you look at his numbers last year, like he had better numbers than Kamara. Obviously, the touchdowns, but he had better numbers rushing the football. And so you look at it, Saints needed a compliment, had Mark Ingram, and then he's not going to be back on the team need a younger compliment, and then who knows what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara. I mean, we're going to
1: assume he's yeah. going to be suspended at some
6: point. So, uh, so yeah, this is something you had to do, and I think that's a really sneaky good pickup across the league.
1: I'm with you. They both came into the league at the same time. Kamara was a third-round pick. Williams was a fourth-round pick. So, not bad. If you had told me, Larry Holder, that for the, for the 2023 season, Michael Thomas, Jameis Winston – and Andrus Pete would all be back wearing the black and go. I'd have laughed. I said, "Man, you, you've you've caught too many cabbages and too many cabbages. You dropped and hit you in the head. No way." But that's it. They are. Well, I think it was funny
6: last week. I think you and me were gambling on Kamara, and I mean, not Kamara, uh, uh, Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston.
7: <laughs> yes,
6: and uh, it, it's look the fact that Jameis is back to me that's probably the most shocking one, just in the sense that you figure maybe they've soured on that. And when you look at it in that sense, it's, it's something that, and he had to have come back just because he knew the market wasn't going to be good for him. And that's uh, look, that's what they had to do. And it's,
7: uh,
6: it it was kind of helpful on both sides. He's got a job and yet uh, it's a lower price tag for him. And so, uh, I'd say the, the Jameis part is the most surprising. Uh, you and me talked last week about how Michael Thomas. It seemed like the writing was on the wall that he was going to come right. back, but now right. with Jameis, I mean that's something that you think of it in that sense. You thought the re- relationship was frayed, and guess what? He's back, and Annie Dalton, who uh, Jordy, you're gonna you're gonna actually get a kick out of this, who is playing USTA tennis <laughs> in New Orleans really? uh, he, in a league. Uh,
1: guess what? He's now a Carolina and I guess he can't play uh, in any of my leagues anymore. That's crazy. Uh, Larry Holder um, got to take a picture and send it to me in the kilt. That's that's terrific. If you ever, if you ever doubted the value of a punter, just remember that Blake Gillikin is back with the Saints, but he has to wear a new number because his four was taken by Derek Carr, and the Saints said, uh, "Gillikin, uh, come back, but you ain't getting number four again, buddy. Forget about it."
6: Well, I'm wondering if that would have happened if Thomas Morrison was still around. See, that's the ultimate question. I mean, uh, but, hey, Blake, younger, still a younger player. Uh, I'm sure Derek may have uh, incentivized that move. Okay. Or maybe the Saints were just like, uh, guess what? you got to do this. And
1: Yeah. <laughs> you want to play on this team? <laughs> Wear a new number. Be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Right. uh before I let you go um, – Who's the – who Who has the advantage now? Um, Aaron Rodgers has come out in public and said, I want to go play for the New York Jets. Um, here are the Packers. The Packers are saying, okay, um, this is what we want. Where, where does this end up?
6: Look, I think it's going to end up just how Aaron Rodgers wants to do it. He'll be with the Jets, the Packers. They will eventually come to a deal with all this. Uh, but, yeah, I'm about sick of Aaron Rodgers, aren't you? I mean, I'm just yeah. – uh, he can go back in the darkness, whatever. Uh, New yeah. York media is going to have a lot of fun with him, and I don't think he's going to really enjoy it too much.
1: I'm with you. Um, I just got a text from my producer that said Morstead just signed with the Jets. So maybe that was the package deal that Aaron Rodgers was looking for. <laughs> probably not but
6: good move for Thomas
1: there you go <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah. um Lamar Jackson still nothing there what happens there uh oh I think we just lost Larry I think you got hit by a, a cabbage no I'm back uh look it's okay. uh
6: no I look I think Lamar Jackson ends up back with the Ravens look I really think it's something that's uh they're going to be posturing and it's going to be, uh, he's not going to get the money he wants guaranteed. And to me, it's uh, a lot of it is teams aren't going to be willing to spend everything that needs to be spent to go get him. And so when you look at it, in that sense, to me, it's something that I know the Ravens want him, but they're going to want him at their price. And Lamar wants to maximize his his value, which I understand that too. But I mean, that's, that's, what the franchise tag is for i mean teams have leverage in that sense and so uh look they, they like he's going to i think it's 30 something million uh mm-hmm. will be his base salary and that's probably not what he's looking for but it's a one year deal and so yeah I, I but i do end up thinking that he's just teams aren't going to want to spend uh, if you look at the market now teams aren't going to be willing to spend what uh what Lamar's uh value is uh in his eyes so and two first round picks so I think
1: Lamar ends up back with the Ravens. Gotcha. So it appears Baker Mayfield's heading to Tampa Bay. Carolina made the big move to move up. So that in it, I'd be sh- shocked, and the world would, would be shocked if they don't draft a quarterback. Uh, Atlanta's going with what they've got, and the, and the Saints have their Carr. So after one week of us talking, do you still favor the Saints in the NFC South?
6: I still do. I think Derek Carr is still the best quarterback. I mean, look, here's the thing. Like, Baker Mayfield might not win that job. I mean, it it doesn't seem like uh, the writing is on the wall for that. Yeah. You know, Carolina, they're going for the number one overall pick. Andy Dalton's there to basically mentor a rookie. And then you look at what's going on with Atlanta. I mean, Desmond Ritter, I mean, he's just – to me, a guy, and they signed yeah. Taylor Heineken. So, yeah, I think the yeah. Saints, in some of the moves that they've done, like, you know, some other teams have been a little a little active, but still, I, I look, I think I look at it, the Saints have the most, if you're going to pick the best two quarterbacks in the NFC South right now, you might say it would be Derek Carr and Janus Winston, which <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that's that's pretty funny in my eyes.
1: Yeah, it is funny. That is funny. Um, are you one of the few that still has a an active bracket now that uh, Princeton has shocked Arizona? The, the NCAA tournament's so great. I mean, it, it's so great. I love it. Yeah, I do. Uh,
6: I, I, look, I, I didn't lose any Final Four teams, so that's good. Uh, there you now, go. It's funny. I'm in a in the athletic. We have a little bit of a inside office pool in one of our. Uh, one of our bracketeers had Arizona winning it all. So that's probably ah. a damper on, on her bracket. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's like, no, I, it, you look at my total points. I'm, I'm, I, I just kind of went through it and made some quick picks. But uh, uh, look, I got Houston winning it all. I haven't paid too much attention to it.
3: Uh,
6: I basically said, hey, office folks, just take my money. Uh, but so far, look, I could still max out and have the most points and win the whole thing. Uh, there after you go. So I'm feeling good, even though I'm not I'm not high in the rankings right now.
1: There you go. Larry Holder, go enjoy your fun, man. I, I greatly appreciate the time. You're you're a true gentleman for interrupting the, the frivolities to talk to me. But I greatly appreciate it, man. Go have some fun.
6: Uh, I'm just going to have a heads up, Jordy. I like Jameson, and I think I'm going to have one right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Larry Holder. I'm jealous. <laughs> Later, Jordy. <laughs> Larry <laughs> See, Holder buddy. of of the Athletic. St. Patty's Day. I, I have been to Chicago. There's only one other place besides New Orleans, uh, and that's Chicago. They they do it up uh, big for St. Patty's Day. I mean, I've been there when I was covering uh, doing the games with the Hornets and uh, the New Orleans Hornets. And they there's a river around the city, and they um they dye it green. They dye it green the whole way, and it is gorgeous, and it is beautiful. Let me get you up to speed on some of the NCAA tournament games going on as we speak. Kennesaw State, a 14-seed, leads three-seeded Xavier, 61-53, eight minutes to go at the half. Uh, Cal Santa Barbara, 36, Baylor, 35. Um, oh, it's a final now. I'm sorry. I just got the update. Xavier bounced back and beat Kennesaw State, 72-67. St. Mary's, 50. VCU, uh 41. Marquette leads um, Vermont thirty-nine to thirty. Pitt over Iowa State sixteen to two already. So um, games underway. Michigan State was a winner over USC seventy-two to sixty-two. Interesting matchup coming up today uh, 3-30 our time. Rick Patino's Iona squad thirteenth rank thirteenth uh, seed taking on fourth seeded. UConn, hmm. Kentucky, uh, a 6 seed takes on 11 seated Providence. So uh, there you go. We got some injuries. Marcus Sasser of Houston had to be taken out. We'll have to see the update on him. It's obvious that Brandon Miller of Alabama is not 100% either, uh, but he's playing on through, playing on through. But the SEC, um, Tennessee, Tennessee a winner? right? Um, Missouri a winner and Arkansas a winner. So, so far, uh, so far, so good. So far, so good. Um, And Mizzou caught a break. Uh, Arizona losing to Princeton, the biggest story of day one, and they're on that side of the bracket. So um, we shall see. We shall see. You just never, ever know. what. In the NBA, the best team always wins because you got to win. You got to you got to win four of them. You got to be a team four times, so the best team will win. NCAA tournament, you don't bring your jump shot, you might be you might be one and done. (coughs) Auburn was a winner yesterday as well. Um, So the SEC so far faring. Well, I thought I, I, I've always said, um, Arkansas is a dangerous club. Um, Kansas opening round game. Um, on Thursday, Bill self was unable to coach. It'll be unclear if he's going to be on the sidelines for the round of 32 game against Arkansas. And don't tell me that coaching doesn't matter in these games. It does. It does. Um, Man, Musselman, Arkansas, they've been there. They've done that. Um, Everybody's been waiting on them to put it all together. Maybe now against one-seeded Kansas, um, they might be ripe for the upset. They might be right for the upset. So, um, Arkansas versus number one seed Kansas, Auburn versus number one seeded Houston. It's coming up. Uh, the SEC has eliminated a one seed a total of 16 times since the NCAA tournament expanded to 64 teams back in 1985. Uh, so, um, we shall see. We shall see. Um, so far, so good for uh, the SEC. Again, the LSU women taking on Hawaii today around 430 this afternoon inside the Pete Maravich Assembly Center. Uh, I don't think it's going to be any trouble whatsoever uh, on that front. No. Um, the Dallas Cowboys and Cooper Quarterback Cooper Rush have agreed to a two year deal. Remember, Rush was the backup when Dak Prescott went down. Um, He's got a five and one record as a Cowboys starter the past two seasons. Uh, So you got to have a backup. You got to have a good backup. You just have to. And I I guess that's why the Saints feel good about um, having Jameis Winston back in the fray because. They made him the offer and, uh, and he accepted it. The other big news in the tournament, uh, boy, tried as they might, um, the raging Cajuns came up just short, down by as many as 18 points with 11 minutes to go. They went on a spurt, and they just fell short, 58 to 55, to the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee can't win this thing because they can't score enough. You just can't. I don't care how, how much defense you play, you got to be able to score, and they just don't have it. Um, and to UL's credit, they they took. Tennessee's leading scorer, Santiago Vescovi, and held them to just three points on the day. So there you go. Tennessee moves on to face Duke. Uh, They'll be done. Duke will take care of their business uh, rather handily, I believe. We will recap much, much more of the NCAA tournament. The Pelicans play tonight against uh, the Houston Rockets. We'll delve into that in our number two. George Faust will join us from KLFY. Uh, we'll recap more about the uh, the basketball game. Uh, we'll take a look at UL baseball, uh, Arkansas State. Um, the weather's nasty, but certainly hope to get this in. And then we'll get George Becknell and James Mesh's thoughts on a variety, a variety of topics. So it's all coming your way. Our number two um, here on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, you can't see it, but I am wearing green, so don't be trying to do anything silly. But um, enjoy, have fun, big parade in Baton Rouge tomorrow. I'll be at a volleyball tournament all weekend long with my daughter, and I love it. I love it. Um, anyway, stick around. Hour number two straight ahead, the Jordy Helper Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home for the Fighting Tigers of LSU and the World Series champion Houston Astros. Up to And away we go. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you and yours. Friday, March 17th, the year 2023. Weather's not cooperating so much. Another darn cold front's come through. It's going to be here all weekend long, but the festivities roll on and I hope you have some fun things planned. LSU women getting ready to Tip it off in about an hour and a half as they get their NCAA tourney journey underway, taking on Hawaii inside the Pete Maravich Assembly Center. On the men's side, we already had some upsets yesterday. Furman over Virginia. Princeton as a 15-seed over two-seeded Arizona. I know a lot of y'all had Arizona as your national champion. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. More upsets on the way. That's college basketball in the the one and done uh, days of the NCAA tournament. Um, good season. Got to the tournament after winning the Sun Belt Conference championship. Bob Marlin's Cajuns fought to the bitter end. They lost to Tennessee yesterday, fifty-eight to fifty-five. Um, Good season overall, really was. Uh, George Faust will join us from KLFY this hour to talk about the Cajuns, talk about baseball and everything. And George McNell and James Mesh will join me as they normally do on a Friday at around the 3.30 mark, and we'll just banter back and forth. Speaking of James Mesh, my producer. He is inside the game, um, inside the Epco Development Studios. Epco Development is a civil construction company that specializes in multi-family construction. He's spinning all the tunes, pushing all the right buttons, and you'd be amazed how many buttons are in front of him. I don't know how he does it, don't want to know, but I'm glad he knows. Um, He's on the campus of Delta Media, which is where you'll find KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also on KLCJ in Lake Charles and thrilled to be there. We are streaming everywhere, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you're in the Acadian area, you can turn your television set on because we are, as well, simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. After 69 games in an 82-game regular season, the New Orleans Pelicans find themselves with 33 wins and 36 losses. If the playoffs started today, the Pelicans would not be participants. They're on the outside looking in. In fact, they're in the 12th hole as we speak, tied with the Utah Jazz. But because of their regular season matchup, the Jazz have the tiebreaker there. The Pelicans are a half a game out of ninth place. They're about half a game behind the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Los Angeles Lakers. They're a game and a half out of seventh place where you'll find the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Dallas Mavericks tied. They are two and a half games out of sixth. You can forget, you can forget about the Pells getting into the sixth range. That's not going to happen. Too many teams to leapfrog, too many games to make up, and the schedule does not look very good after these next four games. Pelicans are in Houston tonight to take on the Rockets. The Rockets are 17-52. and They have won, though, two in a row. To say must win is not giving it enough clarity. Pels play Friday and Sunday in Houston. After that, they play the 18-win San Antonio Spurs. And then after that, they play the Charlotte Hornets, who have 22 wins and who is being reported that Michael Jordan is in the midst of, uh, in talks rather, Uh, to sell his stake in the Hornets, his majority stake. So this is a team, even Michael Jordan wants out. out. Um, They've got injuries. So in essence, and I said it a week ago, the Pels need to win six of their next eight games. Well, they've lost two. And they've won two, and they've got four left. They've got to win the next four, or they're not going to make it into the play-in round. Plain and simple. And if they don't make it into the play-in round, then you can forget, if they don't win all four of these next games, you can forget Zion Williamson coming back and playing. They're gonna come up with another excuse and another reason, and his people are gonna come up. He's just not ready to go. It's that hamstring, and he can't play. You watch. You watch and see. That's gonna happen. Now, if they win the next four, they can make some they can make some headway. And now you got a chance to get into the play-in game, but you still have to play. In denver you still have to play sacramento you still have to play golden state you still have to play minnesota so it, it, it's going to be a hard hard task And this season that opened up with so much expectation once again once again is a dismal failure and who do you blame you got to blame everybody you got to blame everybody All of them, coaches, players, management, everybody. I said it back at the trade deadline. If you're counting on Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram being available for the rest of the season, you're absolutely dreaming. Go make a deal. Get a better scorer. Get an additional wingman so you can make a run. They didn't do it. They said, oh, we like what we've got and sure i'm sure they're all nice guys you don't win with nice guys you win with basketball players and they just don't have enough of them they just don't so a lot of a lot of blame to go around in this thing if if the pels don't make things happen starting tonight if they lose to houston just shut it down because what are you going to do? Again, Rockets tonight. Okay. Seven o'clock tip in Houston. Take a day off, play the Rockets again Sunday. Then you come back home Tuesday to play the Spurs. Then you get the Hornets on Thursday at home. Now, those are all winnable games if they show up and play. How many wins do you give the Pels out of this group? You got to go play the Clippers in L.A. Got to go play Portland in Portland. Then you got to play Golden State in San Francisco. Then you got to play Denver in Denver. How many How many do you li- – if the Pels can win one of those four, they'll be fortunate. Enough. Fortunate. And that one will be the Portland Trailblazers particularly if Dame Lindler doesn't play. You're not going to beat the Clippers. You're not going to beat the Warriors. You're not going to beat the Nuggets. Then you get the Clippers at home. Then you get the Kings at home. Then you get the Grizzlies at home. How many are you going to win of those? So then you get the Knicks at home and you close out against Minnesota. So I'm just telling you, they win all four. The next four still might not be enough. Because they're going to lose a bunch of games down the stretch. I can promise you that. It just depends on what the other teams around them do. They're going to need a lot of help just to get into the top 10. They really are. Shame. What a dismal, dismal season it has turned out to be. Anyway, enough of that. That's my daily diatribe on the smellicans. Yes, indeed. Um, we're going to cheer things up because we're going to take a timeout here. And when we come back from KLFY, Mr. George Faust will join us. Cajuns put up a fight. Baseball team looking good. Softball team's always good. We'll talk all things Raging Cajuns when we return after this timeout.
0: This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 103.7 Lafayette and one zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
1: Do you want to take your lady out for a nice dinner but you're kind of low on cash, not to worry. The Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com can help you with your date night. As a member of our Rewards Club, you'll have the opportunity to score excellent prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse and a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. They're both located at Cypress Bayou Casino Resort. You can only score these great prizes by becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. So why don't you go sign up today?
0: There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY sports director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: What's happening, George? How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great, Jordy. How are you today? Uh, happy St. Patty's Day to you, sir. You know, you can't wear that green tie because of the green
7: screen, man. What, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to be all right because, you know, I'm not the weather guy today, so we'll be good. I don't want to be the weather guy today, man. <laughs> no, today is not, not a today. good day to be a weatherman. <laughs> Not today. We'll get into that
1: with baseball. But let's start off things, uh Bob Marlin's Rage and Cajun crew. Uh tough first half, fell behind by eighteen with about just under twelve minutes to, to play. And then Kobe Julian goes crazy and they got that thing down to a one possession game, man. It was it was a heck of a comeback.
7: It was a great comeback. And you know, we were talking about it last night and hey, you know, if they don't fall behind by eighteen in that first half and Kind of, they, they use so much energy to get back into the contest, you know. And by the time you do that, it's just oh, all right. What do we have next? And we got to make one more push. Yeah. And it was, it, it was just was that last push just wasn't wasn't enough. And uh, yeah, it was it was a tough way to end the game, but because you know if they if if they just maybe hit hit a <laughs> they didn't hit a three pointer in the first half, you know, I know. And uh, their know. The first, first, the first three-pointer didn't come until 12 minutes left in the second, second half. So Jalen wow. and hit that first one. Uh, and then, and then Kobe started going uh, going wild and, and man, you know, you, you knew somebody was going to have to step up other than Jordan, because you know Jordan was going to get what he always does. And I thought maybe it would have been Themis, but Themis looked a little uh, maybe unsure. Of, uh, of what to do. Or maybe that was kind of the game plan was he was trying to execute the game plan, maybe a little too, to the, to the T, you know what I'm right. saying? You know, how uh-huh. when you, when you follow, follow something. So, you know, you're thinking, okay, this is the way it's gotta be. It's gotta be. And you, it, then you lose your ability to kind of improvise. Yeah. And well, it, uh, it, I think that happened to Themis a little bit uh, because he didn't have the, the, the performance like he had in the Sunbelt Championship, which it's very, uh, is a understand- different stage, different
1: stage. Yeah, it, d- different stage, but it comes down to a mindset as well. You could see with 11 minutes to go and you're down 18 – What do you got to lose, right? just start playing, start playing first, start shooting. But you got to, the teams that can do that and have that mindset for 40 minutes are the teams that survive in advance. Sometimes you play too tight. Sometimes, like you said, you try to execute a game plan to perfection. There's no such thing.
7: Right. Very true. Very true. And, you know, it's obviously a great, a great, um, you know, uh, experience and, and, you know, there was the question last night after the game about to Jordan on whether or not he didn't know whether or not. Yeah, you know, we don't know if he's coming back or not, or if he's moving on, or what he's going to do. Uh, yeah. But uh, but for a majority of these guys, and this is, they'll be back in a yeah. year, and uh, so there's there's some optimism with regards to that. And uh, Coach Marlins at the end of his contract, so you know something's coming either with that. Or he, you know, maybe he drew somebody's interest, and he might be looking somewhere else. You know, <laughs> you, 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 never know. Uh, when, no. uh, when it comes to that, I mean, that's how coaching profession works, right? Sure. But, but I sure. think I think the I think the Cajuns. Uh, he, he obviously we we talked about this before. He obviously saved his job with the performance that he had this season. Uh, no you're talking doubt. about Coach Marlin, of course, and and, yeah. and how who knows what what. What will transpire, Doctor Maggard? I'm sure has discussed it with him, and and or is about to uh, his future. So we'll, we'll uh, that's I guess that's the next thing to look for on the basketball front is uh, what Coach Marlin does, what Jordan Brown does. But a majority yeah. of those guys are coming back, and, and they, they they said last night, look, they, this was a you know not the outcome we wanted, but hey, it, it's definitely uh, something we're glad to get to experience, and now we want to do it again.
1: Jordan Brown needs to come back, needs to work on yeah. other aspects of his game. If Bob Marlin or whoever the coaches will allow that, um, he can't play with his back to the basket in the NBA. They're, they're, that's just not going to happen. He's got to develop a ball handling skills, outside shot. He needs to come back, work on that, and, and, and let this team be spurred by – what happened this year, and move on, and and go a little bit further. So I, I I think they'll be I think they'll be just just fine. But Jordan Brown needs to come back. Meanwhile, baseball uh, begins Sunbelt Conference play tonight against Arkansas State at six p.m. at the T uh, at Russo Park. Um, uh, you know, weather permitting, of course. Uh, it seems to be the big issue. It, it it reared its ugly head again in a tough loss to Mississippi State in Biloxi on Wednesday. Cajuns out hit Mississippi State, but they left nine runners on base, so <laughs> timely hitting seems to be the issue right now.
7: Look, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, Jordy. I, I've i had my, my head on basketball for so long. Uh, yeah. Baseball's kind of been put to the back burner a little bit, but you're right, you know, what what, what they always say is defense pitching and timely hitting is the difference in, in, in how you win bat baseball games. And, and I, I know Coach Deggs feels that way, and, and he needs uh, – look, he knows that these guys can hit. We know these guys can hit. We've seen them do it. Uh, I mean, there's talent up and down their, their roster, and they, that's one of the things Coach Deggs prides himself on is having a team that can, that can stroke it. Uh, when it, when need be, so yeah. There, there's a if there's uh, something they're working on, I'm sure uh, it's going to be. Uh, if there's a way to fix that, I, I can. I feel good. Coach Dengs has the ability to do that and get these guys to kind of uh, focus in and, and make that adjustment. Um, hmm. and, you know, with conference play, look, we know we all we talk about conference play. How this conference has stepped up because you added Southern Miss, you have South Al, you have uh, all these new schools that have come in and teams that are gonna gonna elevate the, the, the conference in the national uh, realm in the national picture and so now's the time to, to as good as good a time as any to start lifting your game uh, and, and, and taking care of business when it comes to those timely hits for sure because this was, yeah. this is where you got to start start putting yourself in position for the rest of the year
1: no doubt softball uh, yet again another another good club yeah um, they got to be the front-runner in the Sun belt, I would believe. Uh-oh. That doesn't sound good. George, are you still there?
7: Hey, yeah, I can hear you. Something happened to my phone. So, uh, go, ahead, go ahead. You said something about softball. And
1: softball, I, I, another good oh, squad God. for Coach Glasgow. Um, they, they seem to be rolling on. Are, are they the favorite in the Sun Belt this year?
7: Oh uh, yeah, I, I absolutely! I think they're the they're the they're the top uh, top team. Um, yeah. I think there's some the great talent. though that uh, you look, you got Texas State, you got South Al's always good. You also have you introduced James Madison. Now JMU, that yeah. that team is really good as well. So for the first time in a long time, I think the Cajuns will have some some inter-conference competition for the title, and, and you know, look, Texas State. I think a couple of years ago, I think it was they, they won the they won the league. Um, but that's something that that's not accustomed. To. Nobody in Cajun Nation is accustomed to not seeing the Cajuns at the top of the uh, of the Sun Belt in in softball because they've owned it for since it's been in existence, really, and, uh, and so. Now they get tested a little bit, which is a good thing, I think, because in the end, you're going to need that when you go to Arizona to play a regional or you host a regional and then have to go to, you know, Auburn or, you know, LSU or one of these bigger schools uh, to, to handle that atmosphere. So, and that, the, that caliber of athlete. So, yeah, I yeah. think, I think, uh, they're still the favorite, uh, I think, in the Sun Belt, but they do have much more competition this year. Uh, George, Faust, no doubt
1: about KLFY, that. George Faust, KLFY sports director, with us. Um, Pro Day at Cajun Land was on Wednesday. Um, Eric Gerrard didn't get invited to all the 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 bowl, the the big major Senior Bowl, NFL Combine stuff, but. Um, he was pleased with his performance, and another guy I know you talked about you really liked him. Kind of tailed off a little bit, but tight end Johnny Lumpkin's kind of going up the charts a little bit here.
7: Yeah, look, size wise, he's got the measurables. I mean, if you look at that guy, he lo- he looks like a ty- like he just looks like a a guy who could help somebody. I I don't know in what capacity. I mean, I think he's he's got he's got good hands. He can, I mean, he's big enough to where if he doesn't know how to block, you can teach him. I think he can, he can, uh, he, he's definitely a, a guy who can learn what he needs to learn, uh, moving forward. So, uh, yeah, I like, I like Johnny. I, Eric, Eric, I think Eric would be a great special teams player in the, yeah. in, in the NFL or, you know, they've got these other leagues now too that are, that are kind of giving guys an opportunity as well. So True. if you really are in love with playing pro ball, pro football, there's a possibility uh, with the XFL and the USFL and, and things like that now, but but I think uh, you know obviously the goal is the NFL, and I think just the the uh, the way uh, Eric has been able to kind of put himself into a special teams mode, I think he has an opportunity right. there maybe, and then yeah, yeah, so we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a. You know, again, that was smack dab in the middle of the March Madness. <laughs> it was very uh, hard to take your attention off of off of the hoops uh, yeah, while I things understand. were in the middle of I, it, you know?
1: I understand. Look, another one... Uh, I know you didn't didn't study it much, but heck, with the way when UL running backs are in the NFL, Chris Smith, somebody's yeah. gonna give him a good look because they're gonna go, man. That's a program that put some people in that position in the league. Yeah. we are gonna have to take a good hard look at him, and he's he's another one of those guys that can do special teams as well. So I think the I think the future is yeah. bright for all of them. So uh, now that basketball's yeah. over, what are you gonna do?
7: Oh, look. <laughs> we got baseball we got softball i'll i'll be focused on that and then uh maybe now i can get out to some high school baseball and softball too that's uh okay. that's always fun to uh, to watch those uh those younger guys uh participate in all that stuff so uh, yeah they got some really good ba- baseball programs around here so uh with regard and softball for that matter right. i mean uh, when you look at stm and notre dame softball and and uh I know Kaplan has a really good program as well. So there's there's a lot of softball, a lot of great baseball uh, uh, in this area. So uh, I think uh, don't don't cry for me, Argentina. I, I'm gonna have plenty to do.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
7: oh,
1: please tell me you had Princeton beaten Arizona in your uh, in the NCAA tournament because
7: you're you're a smart. Well, guy. I've had, look. I have like four brackets, and so uh, one was just you know, hey, the Cages are going to win national championship. You know, that was the that was one. But the <laughs> hey. the, the one that I, I I you know am most pleased with, I did not have Princeton. I actually had Arizona. Uh, you know, getting uh, to the second weekend, but not that they. So I'm okay with that. And then, um, yeah, the Furman one, uh, I didn't, ha- I didn't have that either.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't either.
7: So I didn't either. So, uh, all right, George. But, but my final four is still intact. So okay. that's, that's all I can ask for. Get me through this first weekend with my final four intact, and and then I can play it from there. You know.
1: I'm going to give you a stone-cold lock. LSU is going to beat Hawaii today, and I think yep. they're going to beat them by more than 32 points. I think Kim Mulkey's going to send a message to her club after they got beat by Tennessee after leading the game for the most part and falling apart. Uh, she's going to put her foot down on the gas. She's not going to let up. She's going to play them all 40 <laughs> minutes, and they're going to blow them out the water.
7: Well, that, I that that'd be. I'm excited to watch that as well because I think Kim Mulkey's one of the the greatest coaches that you know basketball has seen. She's she's in that she's era. The that,
1: that era of, she's the Tom Izzo of women's basketball.
7: Uh, look, I, look. I was gonna say Coach K, but uh, you say same idea. You know, she's 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 got that Pat Summit aura, you know, and that that yeah. ability to. Uh, <laughs> To, to just make make people want to do better, and uh, that that's a special thing, you know. And I, and I yeah, I just uh, like I, I I'm so uh uh I am so enamored with the way she handles herself and her program. And yeah, so I, I wish them all the luck. She's gonna win a national title at LSU. It, it's coming. We just yeah. <laughs> it might be this year, but it, it might not be. But but it's coming soon happens. for sure.
1: Then we'll have to call it the Dale Brown, Sue Gunter, Kim Mulkey court. Goodbye, George <laughs> Fowl. See you, see you later, buddy.
7: Take care. All right, man. Have a, have a good one, man. We'll talk All to you right.
1: soon. We'll take a timeout. George, James uh, uh, James George Becknell, James Mesh, and I will banter about next.
0: This is the Jordy Holdberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
1: Brought to you each and every day by ShopRite Tobacco Plus Discount. Outlets if you can't shop, Shop right. Shop right. You just can't shop right at all. By Ducks, cleaning America's air from the inside out. Eon, the premier touchless robotic laser body contouring device that helps you lose those unwanted inches along with permanent fat reduction. Eon, three locations: Lafayette, Baton Rouge, and Mandeville. By the Louisiana Lottery. So many games to play, but you can't win. Until you start playing D.C.'s Little Capital Exxon. Tucked away in the corner, their true soul food deli, home of the best cheeseburger ever. And by Cajun Chef. Oh, crawfish season, shrimp, anything. Turn up the taste with Cajun Chef hot sauce.
0: A recent survey said that game listeners prefer our station than filing their taxes. Take that, taxes. This is The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station.
1: Back and better than ever on this uh, Friday, March 17th, the year 2023 NCAA Tournament uh, still rolling along. Marquette leads UVM 69-50. Pit and a close one with Iowa State 28-23. Two minutes to go in the first half. Creighton over NC State 26-24. Couple of finals today. Michigan State beat USC 72-62. Xavier over Kennesaw State 72-67. Baylor bounced back to beat Cal Santa Barbara 74 to 56. And St. Mary's over VCU 63 to 51. Um, efforting to get my buddy, George, uh, Becknell on the line. James mesh is with me. Uh, James will continue rolling on. How, you, how you you? Are you there? James. Well, James is working the phones, <laughs> working the phones, making some things happen. Um, surprise a little bit. Michael Jordan in the talks to sell his stake in the, uh, Charlotte Hornets. All right. I think the game is all here. Now the regular crew shuffling in George Becknell, are you there, sir? Yes, sir. How you doing, Jordan? I am terrific. James Mesh, are you there, sir? Yes, sir, I am. Okay. Well, I asked earlier, and to no avail, but I'm glad y'all are back. Everybody okay?
5: George, you all right? Oh, yeah, Jordy. I just have a little technical difficulties, which is always annoying, but, hey, I'm here. I'm good. I'm ready to go.
1: All right. Um where do we start? Let's get the ugly out of the way early, and that's the New Orleans Pelicans. They've got back-to-back games Friday and Sunday in Houston against the, the Rockets, who are – I thought they were playing for the number one pick in the draft, but they've won two in a row. Um, your, your thoughts, George, on the Pelicans? Well,
5: Jordan, you know, it's, this is definitely one of the more – historic collapses in my opinion. Yeah. You know, you had a you had a team that was first in the West maybe like two or three months ago and now all of a sudden you're in the twelfth seed. You're probably not gonna make the playoffs. Zion has been injured. This is one of the most disappointing seasons I could I can recall. Um there's still there's still some things to be hopeful for, for the future. Um I think you have to get a real point guard at some point. Even though C.J. McCollum is a real good player, he's not a natural point guard. Also, there has to be a decision made on Zion. You know, Zion is a terrific young guy, young player, when he's healthy, but your best ability is availability, and he hasn't showed that ability to be available on a consistent basis. So, sure. gotcha. kind of gotcha. question Do they make where the, the future uh, but uh, no, I don't know. What? <laughs>
1: Do they make the um, one of the ten teams into the playoffs, or you see them falling out?
5: I, I see them. I see them falling out, Jordy. I, I just yeah. don't. I just don't see them being able to make a push. Sacramento's a whole lot better than what people expected. You see a lot of teams go out and make deals. You know, the Pelicans were one of the teams that were projected to be in the top four places in the West, and then you see the Suns make a deal. You see. The Mavericks make a deal. You see the Lakers get better. You see, everybody's gotten better, and the Warriors can turn it on at any time. I, I just don't see the Pelicans getting in that top ten.
1: James, Mesh, your thoughts on, on on the Pelicans at 33 and 36? I mean, it's been one crazy
8: fall from grace because they were at the top of the West, and all of a sudden now they're at the 12th seed. I mean, it feels like everything that could have gone wrong for New Orleans – has gone wrong. Zion gets injured for a big majority of the season once again. B.I. Mm-hmm. gets injured for a big majority of the season. C.J. McCollum, he's had nice nights, but he's a peak and valley kind of guy. Like The yes. highs are really nice, but then the lows of 1 for 10 from 3 are yep. not, so, not so good. So, at this point looking at the schedule, majority 7 of the last 13 are on the road. And you look at the first 4, you got 2 at Houston playing the Rockets, then San Antonio, and then Charlotte. But those aren't guarantees at this point. You would think you should be able to win these games. But Houston beat my Celtics the other night. So it's like you play them. You play at the Clippers. Portland, you feel like you could still win that. But who knows? Maybe they even beat you at that point. You still got Golden State. Still got Denver. Still got Sacramento. Like you've got teams throughout the rest of the season that you don't feel like you're going to be able to win. And I know last week I said there's still a slight chance. At this point,
1: I have no faith. I have no faith in the Pelicans. I am with you 100%, and I'm going to tell you right here, right now, we're not going to see Zion Williamson nope. again this year.
8: Nope, they're What's them down. the
1: point? Because they're going to be out. They're going to be out. There's no way with that schedule. And like you said, who? how can you say any game is a guarantee with this club? I mean, they are schizophrenic. They are up, they're down. They're, uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. So, biggest disappointment uh, – <laughs> All uh, of all time, um, Kim Mulkey's LSU women's team gets their NCAA tournament games uh, underway today against Hawaii. They're favored by thirty-two. Do they cover that, George?
5: That's a lot of points, Jordan. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if they. I don't know if they cover that spread. Um, I think they come out. They win going away. They, they they look really really good. But I think Kim Mulkey is, is, is she's been there before. She's gonna be thinking big picture. Why come out and just beat the snot out of Hawaii? You know, get get it done. Get some of your bench in, rest your starters once you're up by like twenty with like maybe five minutes to go and and just get to the next round. So I don't think they'll cover the spread, okay, but they'll okay. win big.
1: All right. James, what do you think? I think after
8: losing to Tennessee in the SEC tournament. They kind of want to make a statement with this one. They're playing Hawaii. It's a 32 point favor, but I see this being like a 40 point game. I'm I'm looking at it like this is going to be 87-45 type of game. Like it, they're not they're not going to let it even be close remotely. They're going to get their bench in, but Angel Reese they they're just going to play so well. I I don't see how this could be close at all. I think they cover the spread easily.
1: I'm the tiebreaker in this one, and I'm going to side on the belief of James Mesh. I think they're going to come out, and I think they're still kind of like, ticked off by that loss to Tennessee. And I think Kim Mulkey, uh, as she said, with a smile on her face, yeah, practices have been a little interesting. So I think they've gotten after it. I think they're ready to play. And I think Hawaii is the victim. Um, they just don't have the size nor the, the manpower to hang with LSU. So I know thirty-two is a lot of points, but it's going to be like one of those teams they played early in the season. They're beat them by fifty, and then they'll move on, and then 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 things will get down to a little bit more uh, interesting scenario. George, I'm interested in your views of the New Orleans Saints today, to date, with some of the acquisitions, some of the the players that they decided to keep, some players that decided I want to stay in New Orleans. Michael Thomas, Jameis Winston, Andrus pete They pick up the running back Williams from Detroit. What do you think of the Saints here and now?
5: I think the Saints are doing what they can to be a real contender. I mean, if you look at what they've done, in my opinion, the Saints should be the favorite to win the NFC South going away. Um, You addressed some of the needs that you had last year you tried to make Alvin Kamara never down back last year, so you go get the running back from Detroit. Great move, you know. Let yep. him be that kind of running back to get in the space. Michael Thomas seems to be excited. Let's hope he plays at least 13, 14 games this year. And if he does that, the offense looks better. Jameis Winston, I don't see a situation or, or a market for him that would cause him that would allow him to be a starter somewhere. You like it in New Orleans? You stay. You got a very, very capable backup. I like it. So I think the New Orleans Saints are trending in the right direction while the rest of the inter South are trending down. I like what the Saints have done so far. I'm not going to come out and say they're a Super Bowl contender, but with the moves they've made, I'd be very, very surprised if they aren't in the playoffs this year.
1: All right. James Mess, your views early on in this free agency. We haven't even talked about the draft yet. What what what's your take on uh New Orleans?
8: This feels like it just about could be a best case scenario. A lot of people didn't expect Michael Thomas to come back. He ended up right. doing it. You got Derek Carr, you got the quarterback that was probably best available, that was Best likely to go because you're not going to get Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to you weren't going to get Tom Brady and he eventually retired. So it was like Derek Carr felt like the best fit, the most realistic, and you ended up getting him. You bring back Jameis Winston, who I still think can be a starter in this league, but you got him as a backup for less money. This shows mm-hmm. that you need you should Always trust in Mickey Loomis, no matter the dire of the situation. You figured out the cap situation again. Each year it's gotten less and less, but you still have it, and you have money to work with for a couple more free agents. And you brought in one of my favorite running backs in the league, Jamal Williams, to help yeah. take pressure off of Alvin Kamara, which Alvin Kamara is probably going to be suspended, but you're going to have help with that. And he could be, like Larry Holder mentioned earlier, he could be a bell cuff if you need to. And you can still go in the fourth round and go get a capable running back like yeah. I want in Deuce Vaughn. So you, you still have you so like- many options. I love Deuce Vaughn. I, you every t- love Deuce Vaughn. I, I like do. the guy Spears from
1: Tulane. I, I like, like him a lot. I like him too. Um,
8: but every time I put on a Kansas State game, I always see explosive runs and crazy plays from Deuce Vaughn. I'm yeah. like, Yeah. It feels like it needs and he needs to come to New
1: Orleans. He is uh who was the former Saint? Uh, the little small guy? What was his name? Sproles. Yeah, he's a Sproles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both went to the same school. Um, Yeah, I'm with you. Look, I I think the Saints have done a, a remarkable job to date. I think the key is... Can they can they strike gold in the upcoming draft? Can they get three players that can make an impact out of this draft like they did with last year's draft? They got some players from last year that were pretty darn good. Um, I, you know, I just if they can do that, if they can really strike it hot in this upcoming draft with what they've done so far, and the key is Michael Thomas. If Michael Thomas is healthy, if he can play a full season that offense is going to go because Derek Carr has got his comfort zone and that dude catches balls in traffic uh, that moves the chains. So, so far, uh, so far, so good, uh, I think. And I think, Again, how they do in this upcoming draft is going to be the absolute key, and where they go, your guess is good as mine. I still, I would love to have a really good tight end. I really, I know they just got Juwan Johnson and did that, but man, give me that quick, elusive tight end. And do, do guys, do they do do they draft a
5: running back? Absolutely, you, you have to draft a running back because, to James's point, Alvin Kamara. Is going to uh, be suspended in all likelihood for a significant amount of time. You, you, you never you, you got injuries. The, the running back covered in New Orleans was bare before free agency. You yeah. need another guy. I don't see Mark Ingram coming back. You, you can and you know, I think James made all the sense in the world. You can get a quality contributing running back Late. in the yeah. third, fourth, fifth. You know roster. what I want. So and they I, get, they I, get I keep more. changing.
1: I keep changing my mind on the first pick, but you know what the Saints really need? They need that dude that can go and affect the quarterback. They need a pass rusher, don't they? Um, And it doesn't have to be a Marcus Davenport six-foot six. Get me some guy that's, that's quick and elusive and go get the quarterback. James, what do you think?
8: I mean, it doesn't necessarily fit with how they do it, but I had done a mock draft, and we had put it on our YouTube channel where I had taken Brian Breesey with a 29 and then took B.J. O'Jolari in the second round. I was like, look, if I'm Mickey Loomis, this is what I'd be doing. I am I am bulking up that defensive line.
1: Yeah, go get some pass
5: rushers, man. Sheesh, Louise. Um... Yeah, you got everything else. I mean, realistically, you know, the Saints, outside of a playmaking tight end of your point, um depth that running back which you can get late. The Saints don't really need anything else other than like a pass rusher. So they should yep. be able to dedicate a few picks to that in my opinion.
1: All right, real quick before we get out of here, just give me who who do you have winning the national championship this year?
5: Jordan, as much as I hate to admit this, Alabama looks like the best team in the country. I hope they don't win it, but my okay. gut says they do. Be-
1: James Mesh, who you got? I end up taking Houston. A shock all y'all the zags of gonzaga <laughs> it's and finally Jim their Tim time will, will cut down the nets Ooh, wow. we shall see we shall see uh george thank you thanks for co- joining us uh today sorry about the complications uh, technically james mesh thank you we'll be back and wrap it all up after this final timeout
0: This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
1: All right. It's another two for one deal from AcadianaDeals.com. Today. You can get a $15 voucher to Pizza Artista for only $7.50. That's a $15 voucher. You'll get it for half the price. Once again, visit AcadianaDeals.com to get a $15 voucher to Pizza Artista for only $7.50.
0: Here's three pieces of advice to live by. Never play cards with a guy whose last name is a state. Don't spit into the wind. And always listen to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station.
1: All right, we are back at 55 minutes after the hour. Special thanks to all of our guests today. Patrick Wright uh, for the call of the LSU women's game against Hawaii. Bill Frankez on the call of the game between LSU baseball and Texas A&M. Larry Holder taking time out from the St. Patty's Day Parade in NOLA to share his thoughts on the New Orleans Saints and all the deals they've done. George Faust from KLFY. All things involving the Raging Cajuns. Cry. congratulations. Bob, uh, and to your team on a, on a really, really, really good season. And, um, the foundation is set for a really good run next year. So I hope that happens. And of course, George Becknell and James mess shared their thoughts on a variety of topics. And that is always fun. Um, UConn and Iona Ricky Patino coaching still again. Uh, and it's a nip and tuck early on Early on, it's like 12-11, UConn. UConn, at one point in time, many people thought was the best team in the country. Um, And Iona Patino, he can coach. Is he going to stay there? Is he going to go to St. John's? Uh, We shall see. Um, If today, March 17th, is your birthday, happy birthday from all of us to all of you. A pair of women outstanding in their respective fields. At 26 years old, she is a fish in the water. Katie Ledecky. And at 51 years old, one of the all-time great soccer players, Mia Hamm. Happy birthday to them. Hi, right, James. Thank you for all your help. Thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks to our partners at Make It Possible. Hope you have a great weekend. Come on back Monday, same time, two to four, same stations, 103.7 Lafayette, 104 Lake Charles. Until Monday, I'm Jordy Helpert. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay healthy. Let's be happy. Be happy kind to one another. Crunch time with Miguez and Mesh is next. Have a great weekend, everybody.